Good morning. Welcome. It's Tuesday morning, and uh, here we are. It's a little dreary outside here in Charlotte, but uh, all the same, we're up and moving and doing our daily tasks. But uh, before we start all that, we want to come to the presence of God, enter into his presence, and spend some time with him in the word. And so we're going to continue uh, with this living as sojourners in the time of coronavirus. And uh, we're going to be looking at verses 11 and 12 of chapter 2 of First Peter. So let me start us out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, here we are with you. Lord, you are never far from any one of us, but so often we are far from you. Help us to draw near during this time of uncertainty. As we uh, continue to seek your face, Lord, we know that you're going to show yourself to us. And uh, we look forward to meeting with you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we look at these uh, two verses. I'm just going gonna, gonna to read them to us in the NIV to start out with. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war uh, against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Sorry, that was from the English Standard Version, not the NIV. Uh, there's several things here. It's interesting. Once again, Peter comes back to this idea of sojourners, of being foreigners and exiles. And I think so often, uh, particularly if you're an American Christian, this idea of being a foreigner or a sojourner in exile uh, in this world is very foreign to us. And uh, as Christians, though, we need to realize that our American citizenship, as important as that is, is secondary to our heavenly citizenship. Let's keep that in mind during these days and what's happening in different parts of our country and in different parts of our world. If you've ever been in a foreign country for any period of time, you realize that as a foreigner, you behave differently than you do as a citizen. And as resident aliens or sojourners and exiles, we want to keep that in mind as we go on our day-to-day -day basis. Uh, second thing that Peter talks to us about is in light of that, that we abstain from the passions of the flesh or our sinful desires, our worldly desires, depending on the translation. What are those things? Well, those things are the things that so many of us get caught up in day in and day out. A lot of times we think of them as uh, we think of them as our desires for worldly things, but it's more than just whether or not we want to go to the store and buy clothes or uh, drink, smoke, any of those things that are frankly surfacey sort of things. A lot of times we got to understand those sinful desires or desires of the heart towards our brothers and sisters and towards other people and uh, how we try to control and manipulate how we speak poorly of others. And those sinful desires are just as dangerous as eating too much or drinking too much uh, or anything else in that nature. These desires, it tells us, wage war on the soul. They literally eat away at our soul and destroy us. 
when our hearts aren't aligned with God and we're not being made holy as we've been talking about in the previous days, uh, these things that we allowed to reign in our lives actually destroy us and wage war. If you've ever seen the effects of war, you know how destructive that is. Everything gets destroyed. Buildings, infrastructures, families, so on and so forth. Uh, these are not the kind of things we want going on in our own souls. Uh, so we need to abstain from them, not just abstain from them, but in a sense hate them. We need to wage war on the sinful desires in our own persons. Because the desire here is, is, is that we are set apart, we're seen as different than those around us. Not because we're fervently demanding our rights, but because we're peaceably uh, living in goodness that comes only from the Spirit of God. That our, our unbelieving neighbors recognize there's something different about us. But here's the caveat. We've got to be living among our unbelieving neighbors. Well, how do we do that in this day and age? We've got to figure out creative ways to continue to engage our neighbors, even if it's at six feet apart. Um, there are times for civil disobedience, but so often that's not what's required. Uh, so often what's needed is for us to be creative and innovative, to take the gospel to places where it hasn't been before. And that may include the people living next door to us. How can we love those in this time of uncertainty where we're being told not to go outside our doors? We can still love people, even if it's just a message, if it's a note, uh, speaking words of encouragement when we see people along the street. Here's the thing, if they accuse us, it doesn't matter because they can see that we're filled with these good deeds, these good deeds of compassion, of prayer, of doing good to others, treating them with dignity. The hope is that when they see our good deeds, our honorable behavior, they'll glorify God. But if we're not praying for them, their eyes aren't going to be open to see that God is living through us. Let us continue to pray that God would open their eyes and that as we are compassionate and caring towards them, that they will see God and glorify him. Because someday he's coming back to visit. Christ is returning. And we want them to know him. All other things aside, the most important thing is that people know God. So some questions to leave you with. Are you living as a foreigner in exile? Are you realizing that your rights maybe aren't as important as you think they are? Are you interacting with your unbelieving neighbors? And are you looking ahead to the day of Christ's return? He's coming back. We're not going to be in this forever. Are we ready for his return? And are we living as though we belong to him? Have a good Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless.